0: Hello and welcome to the Neil and Amy podcast. This series of episodes is called Wayfinder.
1: Why? Because this world, the people in it and the pressures of it can jack you up and they can cause you to lose your way. Next thing you know, you're overweight, unmotivated, frustrated with the relationships around you. Your life shattered in pieces and you're watching episodes of Dr. Phil and Jerry Springer just to feel normal again.
0: This show is about helping people find joy in the middle of challenges because life is too short to live miserable.
1: Okay, welcome back to Safe People Selector. This is episode number two, or part number two, I should say. So if you missed Safe People Selector part one, totally stop right now. Go back over, listen to that episode because it lays out the details of what it is that we're talking about today. And if you go to neilandamy.com, that's where you're gonna find this Safe People Selector. And there's also a link for this in the the show notes here in the podcast. So we're diving right back into the conversation. And one of the critical components to someone being a safe person is this idea of transparency. And I like thinking of something, trans- like a window, if it's clean, it's, it's transparent. Even if it's dirty, it's transparent, if you can see through it. And that's kind of the basic concept. Transparency is about being see-through. And the question is, how transparent are they? And there's some sub-questions. One of those is, does it seem like their motivation is a cover-up for a hidden agenda? Hmm. Hmm. Well, cover-up for a hidden agenda. When someone's transparent, the idea is that they're not covering up a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not not a, a whole...
0: There's no wheel and dealing going on.
1: Yeah, there's not like a mess of stuff that they're like packing into the closet and they're like shoving things away, trying to slam the door shut before the friend gets over. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a lot, you know, a safe person is somebody who is is able to kind of be see-through to a certain, a certain extent. Now, we always like to throw the disclaimer. You have to trust people and you have to test people and you can't just show all your business to anybody at any point in time because the facts of the matter are people do hurt you and they take the things that they see in you and they trample, they stomp, they exploit spread, them. they exploit, they do all those things. So it's very critical that we're, that we're being you know, safe with the right, that's why we're using this selector. It's to help you find or identify those safe relationships. Cause I can guarantee you, if you're anything like us, you've shared too much information with the wrong person, Mm -hmm. or you've, you've allowed somebody too close and ultimately that's messed you up. So next question, next sub question to this idea of transparency. And remember you're, you're grading or you're gauging a relationship based around this concept. Sub-question, do they deliberately withhold facts or details that would make a difference to you? Mm-hmm. Facts or details that would make a difference to you? I'm looking at Amy because she's sitting there quiet, kind of like just all like nestled up looking at me, and I'm thinking this is probably one of her trigger questions right here.
0: Mm-hmm. Most So definitely. why are
1: you sitting quietly?
0: Well, I was trying to think of which there's so many different like examples or stories that you could tell and, or I could tell. Um, I've sat with a lot of people who struggle with the closer people in their life that are not transparent. And I'm just thinking of a gal who her husband repeatedly lied to her. And she was even concerned that maybe he had been cheating on her. She didn't know And so the simplest of things like um, he would come home from work and he would get home like 30 minutes late and she would say, well, where were you? And he'd be like, I just came home after work. And he wouldn't tell her that he had stopped to get a coffee or he stopped to go into the store. And because he wasn't saying all of those things and she was in a certain place in her life, she already knew he stopped because this girl was so – concerned that he was cheating on her. She was like tracking Tracking his phone. So she knew that he had already stopped to get a coffee and stopped at this store and stopped over here and you know met a friend or whatever. But he wasn't... He
1: was withholding. He
0: was withholding the information, which made him look guilty, even though he wasn't cheating on her. So now we had another issue to deal with, which was truth-telling, which we talked about in our last podcast. Yes. Because withholding information, it doesn't mean... It might not be important information to the person who's withholding it, but if they know that it's important to the other person that they're asking to be a safe person in their life, then it should be important to them as well. Right. So in that case, it was something super simple, but that just became a huge problem. Right. Um, I can think of people who would ask me to watch their kids when our kids were young and I was at home with the kids And they just drop their kids off and they'd tell me that they had to go do this and that. And it was always urgent and it was, can you just take the kids really quick, just feed them dinner, I'll be home, you know, at such and such time. And that such and such time would always come and go and it would be later. And what they said they were doing is not what they were doing.
1: They trusted you enough to watch their kids.
0: Right. But not enough to actually tell me where they really were going. Right. And... Then, you know, those things you just kind of push under the rug if you're the type of person that likes to think of somebody as, um, you know, like the the glass half full, like I had said in the past, where you think the best of the person. You're like, they just got caught up. They didn't see what time it was. They forgot that they had to make these other stops and didn't have the time to tell me. I totally get it. But repeatedly, 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 happening, happening, happening. It's like, oh, yeah, I get it you're not being transparent with me.
1: Yeah, you might not be somebody that is extremely safe. And we'll Mm -hmm. kind of double back around to that whole concept at the end. Um, Another one, are they willing to let you into their heart and life or are they just trying to get into yours? I feel like that is each one of these, you know, the truthful, transparent, they have similar threads, Mm -hmm. but those similar threads, these are just digging questions or digging thoughts that you kind of, are, are it's helping expose a little mm-hmm. bit more of whether or not you should be pressing into certain relationships.
0: And it, it's very wide, it's not, it doesn't have to be specific to, you know, personal, it can be even like business, your business partners that they should be a safe person. Your business, if you're trusting somebody enough to be in partnership in business, then you sh- there should be some kind of safe rules set up in place. Right. And if your business partner is withholding information that he spent extra money on something and didn't tell you about it, right. that should be a red flag.
1: Right, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, how often I can think of lots of people just in the last two or three months where friendships have fallen apart and it's funny because they, they, at one point over this last year, they were like the best of best of friends. <laughs> and they were inseparable. And they just like mm-hmm. hung out every day. You know, it's like they started calling one another's kids like, you know, aunt, or, or the aunt and uncle language mm-hmm. are getting used. And it's like we're all just one big happy family. And, and then something happens. Mm-hmm. And this exposition takes place where it's, uh-oh, Now there's a violation. You know, Mm -hmm. this person, I thought they were safe, but they actually weren't safe. And then look at what happened. And now who, you know, your best friend from last year is now somebody who you have zero contact Mm -hmm. with in relationship this year. And it's just, it's a classic story. Mm -hmm. We've walked through it again, time and time again. That's why we're teaching these lessons because we have allowed certain relationships or given ourselves into relationships, and we didn't test the relationship well enough. So we're trying to prevent pain for the listener, for you, and help you kind of understand how it is to navigate these different relationships.
0: And most of the time, the reason that those friendships end so abruptly like that in our lives and in the people that we've helped and what they've shared with us is that your relationship gets to a... um,
1: Crossroads...
0: Oh, well, there's another word for it, but I'm not going to say road? Te- no, it's like um it starts with a C. Anyways, I'm it gets there. to this something with an <laughs> X at the end of
1: it. With a C at the beginning yeah. and an X at the end. Crux? Yeah. Ooh. That's what
0: it is. Good oh, job, Eric. Oh my goodness. That's exactly what I was looking for. I, is that the right time to use that word?
1: I'm not sure like the the crux the crux is like the most important part or the pinnacle.
0: Yes. Okay. So that's where I'm getting at. So you travel the road. We do holly jolly Christmas together. And oh, we do the bad breakup time. And we do the uh, the man cave time and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, you it just compounds and you get to that crux. And it's like, okay, we need to go a a a level deeper in our relationship here because we already are very familiar with all the surface Mm -hmm. and now we're going to go deeper. And now people start sharing a little bit of this deeper, um, personal stories and sagas and all of this stuff. And at that point is when the relationship really either makes or breaks Mm -hmm. because either you as the person feel like they're treating you and they're being a safe person to you or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens in every Hallmark movie. That's what happens in all these love stories. It's like, we're the best. Everything's so great until it's not great. Well, what happened? Usually somebody shared something. Somebody found out something. Somebody knew something. And either they used it against them or they weren't a good friend to them and held their hand while they were going through this time. They got
1: selfish or yes. something. it's
0: all, It always comes down to that expectation of I needed this from you and you were not willing to give it back. And so I wanted to, I wanted to say that because if we don't know why the relationship's falling apart, we're just going to do it again. Right. And it's super important to figure out why did that relationship fall apart. Right. Oh, that relationship fell apart because I'm always there for that person. And when they call me in the middle of the night... But I actually went through this in my life right now, this tragic issue, and they haven't even called to check on me and see how I'm doing. Yes. And therefore, I just, I can't do this relationship anymore. And right. that's why it fell apart.
1: Right. Why this stuff is so incredibly helpful, you know, when, when it gets, re- like you see dark clouds in the sky and you, you know, you see the thunderhead clouds rolling in, there's a pretty good chance it's going to rain mm-hmm. and you can predict that pretty well. Um, in a very similar way, if we know how to see and pay attention you know to the signs and relationships or little tells mm-hmm. you know that are coming up, it prevents certain things from taking place. It prevents relationships from completely disintegrating right. or falling apart. We just have to keep things in the right classification mm-hmm. is is truly the goal. So, let's go to the fourth and final um, category that we Have put together for this selector, the safe people selector. The last question is: Are they eager to help you? You think about this: eager to help you. Why? Why would that even be important at all?
0: Um, When we got married, and you were working—excuse me—we were actually both working out at the stores. And the bread delivery guy, who happens to be a friend as well, uh, told you, if you want this marriage to work out, it you always have to view your relationship as 60-40. Mm-hmm. Go into the details of why, why he said that.
1: Yeah, because, I mean, if we're waiting for somebody to go the 60% or even meet us halfway then a lot of times we're withholding. Mm-hmm. And if we are determined right out the gate that I'm expecting that no matter what in my relationship with Amy, I'm, I'm going to, I'm expecting 40%, but I'm going to give 60 with Eric or any other person in our lives. If that's the way we think, then a lot of the time we're not let down. And the other side, And then we also know that we've gone that extra mile, if you would, to put our best foot forward. And ultimately, like if, if the relationship starts to look like 70-30, 80-20, or 90-10, uh, you might want to rethink the mm-hmm. amount of effort that you're putting in in that relationship. But if you just set your expectation levels to 60-40, and I do like how you're applying that to this idea of help. But
0: because bring- if, if you are applying 60-40 and I'm applying 60-40, then there's not a lot of wiggle room for things to go south. Yes. And if you're eager to help someone, that means your intentions are that you, you yeah, they're for them, but you you already know you're going to be giving something yes. of yourself. And so a relationship is giving of yourself. You're giving your time, you're giving your emotional um Being, You're giving your thought process sometimes, all these things that you're giving up. And it's important that each of those people are understanding and agreeing that like we're going to give 60-40 as an example. But really the idea is that I I am eager to help you. Yes. I am eager to be here for you.
1: Otherwise you have a one-sided relationship.
0: Exactly. And love is actually an action. Mm -hmm. It should be an action. Right. And that is a part of like helping somebody eager to be there.
1: Yeah. When you, uh, well, the sub question here is Is it all about them? Mm-hmm. Are their needs, wants, and desires always most important in relationships? And there's other training that we have on this subject. We talked about this even a couple weeks back in the um, grief and loss podcast with Dr. Craig Johnson relationships really do boil down to needs Mm -hmm. and meeting one another's needs. And if needs are only flowing in one direction – I'm only meeting Amy's needs, Amy's not meeting my needs, mm-hmm. then that 60/40 principle is blown yep. and at, and eventually I'm going to become frustrated. Yep. I'm going to become angry. I'm going to become bitter. I'm mm-hmm. going to become all of those kinds of things and then the relationship's going to fall apart. So it's very important from the very beginning that we're understanding that we have to give and we have to take. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's both in relationship at all times. And so if you find that somebody that you're that you're pursuing relationship with truly makes it always about them. Mm -hmm. Let's say it's always what they want to watch. It's always what they want to eat. It's always where they want to go. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's just a constant them, them, them. Yeah. You might want to take a step back. You might want to not drop the wedding ring at this Mm -hmm. moment in time, or you might not want to say yes. If that person's asking you Mm -hmm. Um, another question is, are they usually only drawn to action when it's benefiting them?
0: Ooh, that one is a good one because people can really hide under... Yeah. That. Like, yeah. I've seen that so many time and time and time again.
1: Yeah. Like, again, benefit is mm-hmm. a two-way street. It's, you know... And help, what does help even mean? It You know, we use a term called people of peace at different times. A person of peace is somebody who is there for you, who actually could be a shoulder to lean on, but they also might be somebody who shows up in the moment of mm-hmm. need, you know? And, and so help can show up in all kinds of different ways. And it really is uh, customized to the moment and what the needs are of the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but being willing to help, being willing to serve, yeah. being willing to jump in and offer, you know, a hand in any way is is a very critical component.
0: Right. And the opposite of that would be what's in it for me kind of a mindset or what am I going to get out of it? Uh, we've done it your way and now we're doing it my way. You know, those types of characteristics are, people can hide those characteristics through a lot of things. They can hide it through their work or their motivation, um, in life of like, whatever their purpose is in life, they can hide it all in into that. But really, at the end of the day, I think we can trust our gut in knowing patterns in people. Mm-hmm. And if you stop thinking the best of them and just kind of like look at the pattern, sometimes you can define that.
1: Yes. Yes. That's good. So with this selector, what you do is you take the categories that we discussed and you throw some kind of a total. So if I'm going to run Amy through this and I'm going to say, okay, well, it was or is Amy an authentic person to me? Zero to 10. Yeah, I'm going to go pretty darn high. Like she's very real. She's very direct. She's very loving. She's very genuine to me. She also is very truthful. So if I'm going to categorize that, she- definitely somebody who's a truth teller to me but also is able to receive it both ways i would put a number on that i would move from there to this transparent is there you know we've already we've already ran through the list but four categories you're going to you're going to score those relationships and then you're going to total them and again it might seem a little bit mechanical might seem you know, overly systematic and almost forced to try to put people in those categories. And maybe if you're writing it down, you're like, I'm scoring Amy a nine in the category of truthful, and I'm scoring her a, a seven in the category of authentic. It might feel almost a little judgmental, but really what it is that you're doing is you're, you're, you're being intentional about your relationships. You're being mm-hmm. intentional so that you don't end up down the road just hurt and beat up and divorced time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things that happen in life just because we're ignorant. If there's, right. a, if there's a sign in the road that says, stop, don't go this way, mm-hmm. and you continue to go that way and you don't pay attention to the signs, mm-hmm. you actually really probably shouldn't be mad at, the, at anybody else other than yourself right. for continuing down a road that the signs were apparent. Right, so, and
0: relationships are a part of every life. And it's so funny that like we live in a day and age where if you're going to buy a car, you're going to look at the ratings. You're going to be like, okay, yeah, nope. They've had lots of recalls on that, not getting that car, not going to put my family in that car. Or simple things like watching a movie. Oh, that's really low ratings. I'm not even going to waste my time with that. Mm -hmm. Yet the relationships, the substance, it's like the... The muscles of life, if you will, that that, like help keep the structure in place. Yes. We are so... Tiptoe. Yes. Mm -hmm. So quick to just kind of like, gray line, we don't want to go black or white. We're just going gray here. And they really do make up a big chunk of our happiness, our day-to-day happiness. Yes. It affects our children. Yes. It affects everything about who we are as as a person, Mm -hmm. what's coming into our life, what people are dumping on our front lawn, if you will. And so take that time to really evaluate that in that rating structure. Again, you're not being a bad person by judging the relationships around you. You need to do that. But you need to make sure that you're in a good spot when you're doing it. You can't use hate and anger to motivate your decision on a relationship with the rating you really need you really need to be in a good spot when you're doing that
1: yeah a quiet space where you Mm -hmm. can you genuinely can think properly without Mm -hmm. a bunch of contamination flowing in right that's good now once you've identified these safe relationships here's what we think you should do or at least a few things you should do number one make sure they know about it Mm -hmm. you know appreciate people um, communicate the importance of a, a relationship Um, to that person. So it's Mm -hmm. not happenstance. Um, Also make it a point to spend more time with that person or with the people that are safe and a little less with others that aren't so that you're, you're not, you know, in some sense, wasting your time. And then the last thing is identify the unsafe people and then keep them at a level that's a little bit more surfacey. Like, what? That just seems so crazy. He just told us to be surface level with people. Absolutely. Be more surface level with people that are not vetted in the process. Mm-hmm. And eventually, maybe things change. Maybe it, it becomes known later that something's, you know, better than you thought or something changed. But when it hasn't, don't don't just, you know, jump into, you know, the water with a bunch of sharks that haven't mm-hmm. eaten yet. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, just not a good idea to do so. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the process. That's the Safe People Selector process. But I feel like it's very important that before we um, end this thought, this podcast thought, that you first need to really think about not only the relationships that you are um, engaging with as being safe people, but you've got to take yourself through this process as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's a good hard look, like an internal look. Absolutely. And you have to say, am I a safe person? Mm-hmm. Because how in the world are we going to expect, you know, it's called hypocrisy to expect other people to be something for you that you're not willing to be for them. Right. So safe, And it
0: happens all the time.
1: It does. Very important. We so,
0: judge others by their actions and us by our intentions. And it's okay. not profitable to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So take the time, you know, think this stuff through, uh, you know, really consider your uh, components. Make decisions. We, we like to think of ourselves as people who are trying to develop, to get better personally, constantly, to overcome misery, mm-hmm. to reach new destinations, to be filled with joy and all kinds of spaces, and and to genuinely just enjoy life. And in order to do that, these, these tools here found in the Safe People Selector can better position you to win. Mm-hmm. So that's our goal for you. And I think, uh, Eric, you might have a few closing comments for us. Uh, yeah, just uh, I'd like to remind the listeners to please uh, rate, comment, subscribe, like, and share. Um, you can check out the Safe People Selector at Neil And finally, we have another podcast called Triple Fact, And Triple Effect is a podcast where Neil shares lit words from the Bible. So if you're interested in that, you can check out the Triple Fact podcast. That's Triple Fact, T-R-I-P-L-E-F-E-C-T. Awesome. All right. Well, life is absolutely too short to live miserable, and we Mm -hmm. will check you on the next episode.
0: That's right. Bye-bye for now.